Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Friday, isn't it great things have opened up? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I was starting to think like it was like Groundhog Day, you know, that yeah. way. Um, and we can travel around the country. Oops, actually, I was going to say around the world there, you know, I'm I'm so need a holiday. I don't know about you, Philip. Oh, I'm there you with know? you. Yeah, I'm there with you. Um, um, one good thing is I got to the hairdressers the other day. And gosh, I felt like it was all my birthdays were rolled into one. Woohoo! Well, I know I was only talking to my friends um, and people are getting so excited about, you know, to have gone to pennies. Mm. You know, they, they got their booking online and stuff. I don't think I could do that. I think I'll just wait till everything I think so. calms down a little bit. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But you know, actually, Emer, last week actually was my wife's birthday. You know, and you'd be proud. Yeah, you'll you'll be proud of me. I broke out French toast, tea, breakfast in bed. And then my wife texted me, was I getting up to make her breakfast? No, no. Hold on. I'm just kidding. I, I did all that for of course. Oh, I, things I, are I bad when she has to message you. <laughs> I oh, know. T- actually, talking of messaging. Yep. And I was thinking about what I could share with uh, the audience today. Um, WhatsApp, is, as you know, is probably one of the most you know used um, app on people's phones. Yeah. Like we have a family group chat. Do you? Uh, we don't. Neve hates technology. The kids are great. The kids actually text me when they're up in their bed to say his dinner ready. <laughs> That's how bad it's got. And you know what? <laughs> I text them back. Too late. I just ignore mine. I just ignore mine. Um, our family chat now, they're going to kill me for saying this. We're called the smellies. What? Is I know. that because you smell lovely, is it? Or I presume so. But um, anyway, uh, getting back to business um one platform as i say is great it is really getting popularity is whatsapp business now you may ask what's the difference between a personal whatsapp Mm -hmm. and a whatsapp business account and there were a few things Uh, it's tailored and it is really i have to say because i i actually work with people and get them to start using this uh it's for small businesses and one of the main things that distinguishes it from the personal is the creation of a business profile so it kind of looks like your Google My Business profile. Sure. A little. I kind of just try to make it look, you know, less scary and they go, oh, not another platform. Yeah. But um, what it does is you can get to include your details of your business, contact information, all that kind of stuff. And you can even have a catalog of products and services here. All right. So, and before you ask, there is no catalog for social media jokes, Mr. Twyford. I'm sure once WhatsApp start to hear my jokes, they would make one. They go, what, what's that? That rather what's that? <laughs> probably, you're probably right. And speaking of jokes, yeah. guess what time it is, Emer? It's, uh, it's digital giggle time. I it's thought it was home time. Oh, yeah. No, no, there's no escape. No escape. Oh, okay. All right, go on, go on. But listen, you know, speaking of, I suppose, getting out of freedom, you know, for, for my wife's birthday, we decided to take a walk in a local forest. You know, it's always good to get a, ah, a fresh air out of nature. Yeah, and you know, we came across a very special tree called a dogwood. Have you ever heard of a, uh-huh. dog, a dogwood tree? No. Do you know how you can tell it from other trees like the oak and sycamore, etc.? No, go on. By the bark. Woof, <laughs> woof. <laughs> Should have kept walking, but anyway, a rough, rough joke. I think it probably is. Oh, it's a weekend, anyway. Um, (laughs) all I have to say is, and I tell you, go for another walk, all right? Okay, and don't Um, come back. Is that it? (laughs) Yeah, don't come back if you find today's uh so called social media joke. I mean, digital giggle that's the new branding. Digital giggle, you're you're just trying to go around the houses or around, you know. Um, I think maybe you're a bit, you know, barking up the wrong tree there, maybe. Uh-huh. So um, anyway, you are in luck, everyone. You can catch Philip's previous jokes, and I say that three credit tape, yeah. and indeed our other shows by hopping onto the Let's Get Social podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. So as I say, speed through the first three minutes and you'll be grand. Oh, it's harsh. But listen, down to the, the business of the show, because we are delighted today to be joined by Karen McCarthy of Transform Media. Karen's specialty, which resonates very much with Emer and myself, is she simplifies social media for her mm-hmm. clients, which is so critical. 
And in her own words, Karen is a late bloomer. But after working a job she didn't like managing an offline business for 10 years and thinking she was too old to start afresh in 2015, she changed everything with a blog that she wrote about dog-friendly places in Ireland, mm. which is now over 30,000 followers today. And that really resonated with you, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, like, yeah, I'm not the two dogs, I'm a dog lover. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say, Karen, uh, in 2016, she packed up her bags. I'm starting to feel like maybe I should do the same. <laughs> Rented out her house, quit her job. Oh, I like her style. And yeah. took a plane to the south of France where she started upskilling and working on her new online business idea. Since 2017, Karen has been helping business service owners grow their businesses online using social media effectively and is based wherever her laptop is. Do you need a little assistant, Karen? Let me know. Um, so, Karen, welcome to Let's Get Social. And before we begin, how would you rate? And I'm sorry, I'm going to keep saying our social media comedian. <laughs> I know you want to rebrand something more. I love the joke today because it was dog related. So I appreciate that. <laughs> See, that was strategically placed there because I knew you like dogs. Dog joking, and I'm in. Doesn't matter. So I'm down. Yeah, I did a full guest persona on you, Karen. We laid it out and we wanted to make sure the message didn't resonate. You've been playing with the Trello board again, haven't you? I have. I have. But Karen, it is great to have you on the show. We we started to engage on Instagram, and that's uh, and it's been great. You are you're brilliant on Instagram. Like your your content is so on point, Mm -hmm. and it really resonates your brand because they're simple tips that a lot of businesses fail to, I suppose, employ. You know, they think it has to be highly technical, highly, I suppose, uh, advanced when it really doesn't. Um, So, uh, and it's great to, as well as finally speak in person after all of our um, engagement on on, on Instagram. And I suppose speaking of Instagram to lead off, um, Karen, you know, why in 2021 do you think businesses should be using Instagram? Why did they get on the platform? Oh, good question to start. And thank you so much for having me on. It's fantastic to no be problem. here chatting with you guys. Um, yeah. So Instagram, I mean, it's definitely my favorite platform. So I'll try and not be too biased on talking about it. <laughs> but I think that, you know, I mean, you know, with any kind of business, when it, when it comes to sort of choosing the platform you want to be on, I think we all have to ask ourselves, like, where is your audience most active? Mm. And so if mm. that answers that question is Instagram, then you need to be there. But mm. in this day and age in 2021, I would suggest that most businesses are going to say yes to that question because Instagram has come along so, so far, even mm. in the last year to two years and what they're doing on the platform that I've even noticed because they like my my demographic, my target audience would be like slightly older, say the plus 35s, around 40 kind of age group. Mm-hmm. And I would say two years ago, they weren't massively on the platform. They may have had some kind of presence, but they weren't super active on it. But that I think has shifted and changed. So that's something interesting in itself to see that Instagram is just, and this is happened to all social media platforms. They just, they age, they grow, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So I would say to businesses to check in first and see how active they are on it. And then Instagram, it, it presents so many different types of ways for you as a business to connect with your audience that I think is quite unique to a social media platform. Because, you know, in a lot of ways, like if you're as a content creator yourself, like we all have different strengths as content creators. So if you are brilliant at writing, you've got a place on Instagram. If you're brilliant at video, you've got a place on Instagram. If you're great at creating graphics or images, you've got a place on Instagram. So it kind of is great for, you know, just getting out there and getting your message out there in whatever way is most comfortable to you and then growing from there. And I would always say this to my own clients, like I spent probably the first, I would say two years in my business without going on camera in any way. Mm-hmm. because I'm much more of a writer and yeah. I embraced Instagram for that reason. And now I'm doing video. Now I'm doing the lives and the reels and all the rest. And it's fine because I kind of got to the place where I felt confident doing that. So yeah. I think Instagram is a great platform for businesses to enter that kind of social media world and really find their footing and get their strongest voice out there in whatever way they can as a content creator. And then again, the other side of it is you have all these options on Instagram. Now we've got stories, reels, guides, IGTVs, live 
the regular feed, all of these things mm-hmm. that are different ways to connect in with your audience. So that's quite unique, I think, to a lot of platforms that you've got all these different ways to get them. And that also helps you really deepen the strength and connection of a relationship you can have with your clients. It's kind of a no-brainer for me, I think, for most businesses at this stage to be on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, my kids were always like, oh, no, mom, don't be an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, they think, oh, that's where the young and the happening are. But it's great to hear that there are the older demographic um, mm. starting to uh, use it more and more. But again, before you even start posting, I'm always saying to my own clients, uh, you want to make sure you have your profile set up. So, yeah, do you want to give us a few pointers on things to avoid as in mistakes? Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> You've seen plenty, I'm sure, Karen. Anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> I do see a lot happening. And in fairness, like they're, you know, it's it's hard to know. People just kind of do what they think it should be done or they're sort of following, you know, mm. when you get that edit profile button, you're sort of just following it along. So mm. unless you're kind of as deep into social media as we are, how would you really know? So, you know, don't feel bad about it if you got all this stuff wrong. I'll just say at the start, but, mm. but here's all the things you're getting wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go check mine out after this. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the, one of the biggest things, and I actually did a post about this this week as well. I see a lot of people putting hashtags into their bios and they think that this, what they think it's doing. And I totally get the logic is like, Oh, look, I'm like saying what niche I'm in. I'm like marketing or social media or, you know, yoga teacher or something like that, Mm -hmm. which, yeah, I get what you're trying to do, but by making it a hashtag, you're actually making it clickable. And so people are actually going to tap on that hashtag and go off your profile. And not only are they going to go off your profile, but they're going to land in content by all of your competitors and they're going to forget how they got there or who you are. So Mm -hmm. it's a big no, no, don't put clickable hashtags. The only reason you put a clickable hashtag in your profile is if you've branded it. And by that, I mean, like I could have like transfer media or simplified social media or something. So when I, if I am sending them off into a hashtag, it's to my own content still. They're not getting lost in that way. So that's something I still see happening a lot. Um, another thing would be, you know, SEO on Instagram is, is few and far between kind of. So you need to know which parts of your bio are the SEO parts and optimize them. And that's how you're going to grow and get new followers. So the, the two parts are the first part is the username which is the ash, the handle. So you want to think about, so a lot of people will put in their business name there and that's kind of fair enough. I kind of say, yeah, I get that. You know, if you want people to find you as a business, that does make sense. If it's possible to mix that up with a couple of keywords, go for it. Um, I have in mind as the simplified social media, which I'm kind of in the middle of a, a slow rebrand where I'm going towards that, going to be (laughs) my my business name. And it's also, it's keyword friendly. So it does two things in that way. So I would say, yes, put your business name in there, but if you can add in keywords, if it's if it's viable, uh, I would I would do that as well. Then the second part, which is the one that most people don't realize, and I kind of think that's Instagram's fault because when you hit edit on your profile, mm. it says name. And what yeah. would you put in there? Your name. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's an easy mistake to make, but again, that is SEO friendly. So what you want to do there is you want to, again, get back into your ideal client's mindset and think about what are the keywords that the person I'm trying to connect with is putting into Instagram or into any search kind of area when they're looking for the products or services that I supply. And that's what you want to put in there. So that could be, again, I always give the the yoga example because it's the easiest one. If you're a yoga teacher in Dublin, put in yoga teacher Dublin, you know, because somebody is probably typing in that. They're probably not typing in, you know, Rachel, whoever, or something who's the the yoga instructor if they don't know you yet. Or, you know, so if you're trying to expand into newer audiences and find new people, optimize that for the keywords. And you may have to do a little bit of research to figure that out and find out what are there, because you might think it's something else, but they're actually in a different you know, mindset to you. So figure out what they are typing in to Instagram mm-hmm. to be found. So that's kind of an overview of the things that I see that people do wrong. Um, there's a lot of other things I actually do an audit on this once a week um, on people's profiles on Instagram, because there's, a, you know, it's such an easy place to get wrong and get right very quickly. A few little tweaks and, you know, you'll, it'll make all the difference. So it's important as well. Make sure you've optimized your, your link in your bio there. You've only got really one option to put in a link in the bio. So make sure it's the right link. Like if, it, if sending to the homepage isn't very beneficial, if you're better off sending to another part of your website, do that. Or if you have two places you want to send them to, use something like Linktree 
to have additional links. Mm-hmm. I use that mm-hmm. myself so I can send them to my Facebook group and to, to work with me as well. So yeah. just make sure and make sure it's clear that they understand what's happening. So you're not just throwing in a link and not saying anything. The yeah. final line of that bio needs to tell them, hey, do this thing, click this thing or let's talk or, you know, get my free whatever or something so that they understand, mm-hmm. oh, if I go here and click this, this thing is going to happen and make sure that's all very smooth process for them. So then that's how you're kind of, you know, monetizing Instagram the way. So a lot of people might just leave that out or put in the website in the homepage and forget to tell them what to do or what's happening. And, you know, if people don't understand from your bio, what you're about and who you're for in three seconds, they're going to click off and they're not going to hit follow. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So I mean, yeah. as I say, you can read, you know, like you, people are like goldfish now. They'll just read maybe the first one or two lines of the bio. Mm-hmm. And then if it's not for them, they're going to go somewhere else. So it's yeah. really catching their attention. Exactly. Yeah, and, and and that tip about the name is a really good one because, uh, like, it's interesting. Myself and Emer kind of like we are interested in the whole area of social media training. Mm. So, for example, in my bio, it's at the Curly Marketer, but I have social media training. And if you do for social media training, myself and Emer come up one and two mm. for social media training. Um, oh, so, I didn't know that. Am I one or are you two? Uh, I think you're currently one, but hey, you know, Uh, I'll give you that, you know. That's okay. Yeah, okay, Um, And you're right, like, uh, you're right, Karen, I think very much it's it's the classic thing, not having the call to action, like even say in Instagram post captions, a lot of people forget to put in a call to action, you know, like potentially, you know, so, so I think really, you know, get those profiles optimized is always Mm -hmm. a critical thing. like you mentioned at the start there, like Instagram has so many different ways uh, from a content point to engage users, you know, there's yeah. posts, stories, reels, et cetera, et cetera. You know, in, in your experience, what are some good content strategies to to use on Instagram that a, a business could potentially look at doing? So this is my favorite topic because I love content. <laughs> I love writing content. So this is again why I love Instagram because you do have the options. Now Instagram likes it when you do a lot of things, when you kind of spread it out and you sort of do all bits of everything. Mm. But I would start with where you're most comfortable. And like for me, that's how I did. I started off with feed posts and I kind of then got used to more things as we went on. But now we have so many options that mm. if, if you can, like if, if the, the ultimate goal I would say would be to alternate between kind of exactly what I'm doing at the moment is reels and carousels as Mm. content Mm. because as we've all probably heard at this stage reels are the thing they're happening they're being pushed we don't really know why (laughs) like other than they're trying to compete with TikTok Um, we don't have the insights and analytics we're hopefully going to get them in a couple of months Um, but they are happening they are being pushed out there, you'll notice no matter what you do as a reel, it will get more reach and views than anything else you do. So I think it's worth jumping on that bandwagon now and figuring out your real voice and style. And don't feel like you have to get up and dance. I am absolutely not a dancer with the reels and I don't think I ever will be. Um, and that's yeah, fine. Like you don't need to do that. You don't need to do what other people are doing because your niche, your audience, that's what it comes down to. You want to do content that resonates with them that you yeah. feel comfortable doing. Because if you get up and I've seen people do this, they get up and do a reel that's like, you know, dancing or pointing or acting and you can tell they're uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable to watch because it's just awkward. So, you know, take a bit of time to figure that out. I think with reels and like watch reels, you know, see what's working on similar accounts to you and take Mm -hmm. note of that and say like, how could I make that better or my own? How could I Mm -hmm. tap that into my own audience? And like, I'll often look at reels in my own social media industry and I'll try and adapt them into my audience and kind of play on the like I'm too old for social media kind of idea that like because I am different to certainly the 25 year olds who are all doing their dancing reels I'm not going to do that because I'm not 25 and I'm totally fine with that um so I'm good I'm good with that too yeah <laughs> I don't feel I missed out there no. but you know it's finding your own way to do it and you can actually start to have fun with them so I feel like reels there's this kind of process we go through with like oh god no and then you kind of go, hmm, maybe, and you start to think, you know, you find ones that you actually enjoy looking at, and then you start to figure out, well, maybe if I did this and just play around with it, like, and, mm-hmm. you know, just even as a brief mini reels tip, I would say, mm-hmm. look for, like, watch first, like, strategically watch other reels, like, just flip through them, like, permission to, you know, scroll for 30 minutes on reels.
feels. I, I know. I was going to say, Karen, you'd have to put a timer on your phone because you do. You, later. Know you do. You'd have to kick yourself out after three minutes. I, I can't stop. <laughs> uh, you might have seen this one, Karen. I don't know if you've seen this one anywhere. There's a real, and I think they're two professional dancers, but mm-hmm. and one is a blonde girl, and she has different partners. But like that, the, the song is wow. You can oh, really yeah. dance, <laughs> and like the clothes are constantly changing, and I'm kind of going. How in the name of God could I do that now in my kitchen? <laughs> you know, so, so creative, like fair place to don't, yeah. don't do it, Philip. Don't do it. I won't do it. No, no, I'll stick with the eyebrow reel that I did. You know, yeah, but, yeah. I, actually, yeah, guys, go check that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a real eye opener. It is. Literally. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think you know, browse them around for a while, then pick on a pick a sound. If you find a sound that you like, like that wow one, like that, you can just yeah. save it as an audio and it'll go into your saved audio library so when you go into your reels to create your reel go into your saved audio library they're the reels that seem to be taking off the best the ones that are kind of trending sounds so pay attention to what you seem to be like that exactly just like what you said you seem to be seeing that sound a lot so it's trending so use that and and you don't have to dance with it you could do something totally different that could be just eyebrow dancing or something you know yeah. we want to see that one now don't encourage to me you'll do it again yeah, do it again <laughs> do, a, do a remix yeah um and like Karen, like I know IGTV, you know, has got a lot of slating and stuff. Now, at times I have found IGTV quite good, if if not just for the fact that it's one way of getting you that sort of that a swipe up link potential. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, do you see in your what you see is IGTV? Is it getting a little bit more popular or is it has real sort of knocked it completely sideways or is there still value in, in IGTV? I mean, I think there's value in everything. It all comes down like content. Any content will work if it's tailored towards the audience that mm. want to consume it. And if yeah. it's such a way that they will enjoy consuming it. So I have no doubt that if you did a IGTV, that might be, say, could be 20, 30 minutes in length. That was like a mini workshop series where it's like, bam, bam, bam. They learn three things. It's really like value packed. They're going to watch that and they're going to see that. A reel is something different. It's shorter. It's faster. It's a bit of fun. There's a little bit of education in it. They're just different forms of content and they'll be consumed differently. But I wouldn't say like, and this is often the thing, I think overall with content, people can get a bit jaded when and kind of go, well, that just doesn't work or the algorithm is out to get me and all this. Mm-hmm. And like, actually the probably harder to swallow truth is that you just haven't quite nailed your content yet. Yeah. So if you're doing IGTV and it's kind of tanking, yeah. it's not that your IGTVs are just gone. They're not working anymore. It's the type of IGTV that you did isn't mm. what your audience wants. Yeah. And like, I'll do like, so I do a live uh, once a week and I turn that into an IGTV and that does quite well as an IGTV. It's always like never much more than 30 minutes. Mm. It's like, it's an audit. It's like, it's pretty much like a little mini training. People mm-hmm. will, will watch it again, comment again. And I get a good reaction out of it. But if I think if I just went on and did a random IGTV, like I need to be specific and strategic with it. Yes. And I definitely think it can work. And I've what I noticed with the IGTVs that definitely kind of gives it a bit of an extra boost is when I have posted IGTV, I also share it to my feed and leave it there, even though it's not like it doesn't sort of match in with my feed, but I leave it there mm-hmm. for a good 24 hours before I remove it. So it gets a bit more traction, a bit more views. And then, you know, it does the job. And I actually find, And again, content, all different types of content have different purposes. And like the way I'm using IGTV is much more like long-term kind of converting actual clients. Mm. So like the people who are really interested in what I do will go into an IGTV and they will binge watch maybe a couple of my audits to get a feel for me as a coach, as a trainer and what I do. Mm. And then they'll book a call with me. Whereas the people who are just, you know, scrolling through reels and whatever, just get a quick laugh at aren't there yet. They're not on that part of the journey yet. So each piece of content has its own objective and that's what you just need to keep in mind. So you may not get the most likes on your IGTV, but you may get the most clients out of it. And that's what's more important, really, right? Absolutely. Well, yes. you know, as I say, there used to be a saying, as it brief fourth size used to say, what points make prizes, but likes don't always make customers. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You know, so with your content that you're putting out on your feed, um, you do have to say what, what it's about. So what about captions then? You know, Karen is... Yes. Because you're, you need to be able to clarify sometimes, you know, you put something mm. up and if you don't have it directed well in your caption, mm-hmm. you know, that, that can actually fall in deaf ears as well. So what advice do you give to people in regard to making, you know, a good one, as I say? 
Yes. And this and this is all kind of the skill of copywriting, which is I, I think is one of the most important skills you can invest in as a yeah. business owner, no matter what you do, because any form of writing you do is copywriting and it's a, and it's really important. And it's not about being the most fantastic writer. Yes, that will help if you just happen to be a really good writer, but mm. you can definitely develop really, really good con- or content writing, copywriting skills with knowing the right strategies, formula and being open to testing it out and not taking it as failure, but feedback. And so mm. saying like, okay, well, I think that was decent content, but my audience didn't. So I mm. wonder what was wrong with that. Was it the image? Was it the first line? What did it have a call to action? These are all things you need to check in with yourself. So mm. the overall structure of a good post, I would say if we're kind of taking a very broad overview of it, would be the first thing you've got to focus on in your, I mean, outside the caption is the the image or like I, what I call the scroll stopper because we're all just scroll, scroll, scroll. You need something that's going to stop it. So that needs, so so sometimes your caption could be perfect, but nobody's stopping to even look at it because your image is blurry or it's whatever. It's just not catching as too wordy. It's something yeah. That yeah. might need a bit of testing at first as well. Then mm-hmm. once you've done that, they've sort of paused and go, interesting, tell me more. And then they mm-hmm. see the first line, which is your hook or your headline. That needs to be absolutely bang on. If you can practice anything, that's what you really need to focus on. Because think of it like, you know, a newspaper. When you open a newspaper and you you scroll over, scroll, scroll your eyes over the newspaper, um, yeah. you know, you what land type of, on What type a, of newspaper are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> what is a newspaper? <laughs> I can, I can just scroll, you know, <laughs> my eyes have adapted. Um, but um, yes, you, you know, the, the good headlines catch your attention. You mm, really yeah. judge every article by a good headline and the same as with your, with your captions. So work on that. And again, if you do it and nobody, nobody taps you more, like try it again, try the same piece of content in a week or two weeks time. They won't notice and try it in a different way. Try it with mm. shorter words, try it to be punchier. You know, when you want to like always be thinking like, what would make them stop and give me their time? Like yeah. what, are, what is that sentence that I need to say to get them to tap see more and so these are all phases like you've, you've stopped the scroll great now you've got the great the headline p- fantastic they're going to hit see more you need to deliver the value you promised them in the in the image and in the headline mm-hmm. now and once you've done that make sure you've got like we we're saying the call to action in there and the call to action doesn't always have to be a cold harsh call to action it can also be like you also want to think about especially on instagram what you're trying to do is nurture an audience and create a community within your comments mm-hmm. so i always like to encourage people to comment instead and get the conversation going so I'll be like did you know this or you know what's your thoughts on that or drop an emoji if you think blah 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 Mm. but when you're doing that kind of call to action when I'll get some people going just as it worked for me I did a call to action nobody commented it's like but what was your call to action and often it's something like do you struggle to lose weight and then who's going to be like yes me I struggle I want to put my my name there in public yeah 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 like you're, you're asking people to publicly comment on something, which sometimes some people never do. And it's a big step for them. So make it as easy as possible. Make it a yes or a no, an emoji response or something that kind of positively affirms the identity that they already perceive themselves to have so that they're, they can just go, yeah, that's me. And they're going to want to show it off. So you see that sometimes even on Facebook where people are like, what's the best book you've read recently? And everyone wants to comment on that because they want to feel like Mm, they know all the great books. So Mm. it's whatever, you know, again, knowing your ideal client, what are the things that they are happy to, you know, put their hand up publicly and say, yeah, I do that. And that's where your call to actions need to come in and you'll get the conversations going, which will then have the great effect of just making the post do better overall. So that'd be the broad structure I would go with. And what's your take then having hashtags in the caption or in the first comment? Because I, that is that's yeah, the seven million dollar question. Really it sometimes. is a funny. It's a question yeah. I get asked a lot as well because people are worried that it makes a difference. It really doesn't make a difference. Mm. My preference is to put them in the comments because I like to write long captions and I don't want to waste characters on on hashtags in my caption. Mm. And I also just feel like it looks a bit messy. I prefer just a clean caption. But it's mm. all choice. It's all just like how I like my thing to look. So if you prefer to just stick them in, there was also a time before we you know, I schedule my, my posts with later.com and you mm-hmm. couldn't put your, if you want to put hashtags, you had to put them in the captions or else you had to, you know, remember to go in and put them in yourself, which I just never would do. But now yeah. you can schedule the first comment. So that's different now. So mm-hmm. it's really a preference. It makes zero difference 
in terms of the success or not of your post. That isn't, has nothing to do with it. The only thing you need to make sure is that if you do decide to put them in the caption, that they go live at the same time as the post does because they are time sensitive in that way. So just make sure they go up with the post either in the caption or in the, or the comments. Comment. It doesn't yeah. matter. So, yeah. Like just before I move into the, the next question, Karen, like one of the big, I suppose, that people give out about Instagram to a certain extent is, as you mentioned at the start, is you only have that one link in your bio. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can use tools like Linktree or TapLink, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find from your experience that when you have a call to action, i.e. so to find out more about this post or whatever, click the link in my bio, mm. do, do you see, do people kind of actually click the link in the bio or do they tend to be the sort of people that like to just stay 100% within Instagram itself mm. rather than going off to the bio? I don't know if, if, if you see anything on that. I do see it happen. I think, again, it comes down to like, you know, what what are you telling them to do in the bio? So like for me, every Thursday, I'll tell people to click the link in my bio to join my Facebook group because I do a live on a Thursday in there. And mm. I get a lot of clicks then to do that and I get people joining up. So if, if the action makes sense, if it's yes. not, you know, and, it, and they're obviously warmed up and prepped to do it, I think, yeah, absolutely they will if it makes sense to them, if it's something that they want. So that's where you want to make sure, again, the links that you're putting into your bio, be it one sole link with Instagram or a couple with Linktree that they are wanted and desired actions that people want to take so that, you know, it's not just something of like, yeah, whatever, I could live without that. But if you're just like, hey, I'm doing a live today on Facebook and it's in my free group, you should totally join it. The link's in the bio. They're going to go and do that if they are interested in what you're doing. And the the group that you're talking about is, is set up to serve them. So it's all about those call to actions, again, aligning yeah. with what you know your ideal client wants from you. And yeah. I would also say, on that like if you do use something like Linktree which I they know some people are like don't use Linktree or don't because it'll whatever I haven't seen any problem with using those the problem I see sometimes is people will use Linktree and put in like 20 options and then it's yeah. like yeah okay yeah. what do you want me to do I don't and some of them are like well, your Facebook LinkedIn it's just like I don't understand what you're doing and I'm gone <laughs> you yeah. know? So, just yeah. make it easy as possible for yeah. people yeah. Um, like I suppose just like any social media channel Karen I suppose every business or individual they want to grow um like any tips that can help people who say are starting on Instagram or maybe they've been on it but they're struggling to grow their account organically um, yeah. Any tips to, to, to give in relation to that? Oh, so many. Um, so <laughs> I, I always say this, I, I feel like I should get this printed on my head or something at this stage that like everything, if you're, if you're struggling to grow on Instagram, if you're struggling with your content, if you're struggling with anything, any of these things, it comes down to you might not know your ideal client as well as you think you do. Mm. And that might be just, that just might be it. It might be as simple as that. So if you're spending time doing all the things on Instagram, you're just like, it just doesn't work for me. And I'll hear people say, I'm being shadow banned. The algorithm hates me. It's like, I think you just don't know who your ideal client is, which isn't, you know, people don't want to hear that. So you might need to go back to the research and be like, who am I actually talking to? And what do they actually want from me? What do they want to see on this account? And that it might be as simple as that, first of all, so I'd always start with that. Then in terms of, okay, I, I know I've done my interviews. I've chatted with these people. I know I know what I, what I need to be putting out there. Then I would say, get yourself into a strategic content plan that is manageable for you to do on a long-term basis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I see all these people doing, I'm doing the, you know, 30-day real challenge and all this, which is all fantastic. And that will definitely grow you fast organically if you can do it for those 30 days, if you can maintain that mm-hmm. kind of level of content creation. So I've, gone through phases in my business where it's like it wasn't possible at all to post on Instagram I just had too much else going on and then I was like okay I'm going to do three posts a week and did that for a while that's grand still kept growing then now it's now I'm doing five posts a week and alive and doing Instagram stories that's manageable for me that's in a, on a consistent way so mm. tap into what is actually viable for you to do in terms of like weekly content and set aside time as like it's a meeting that you have to sit down and write that content and create that content and schedule it out It'll be the first thing. Then when you do that, then the next most important thing that is often, I think the one thing that businesses aren't even aware that they have to do a lot of that's almost equally as would say as important as doing your content is engaging with the with the accounts because if you're trying to grow organically that's what it is it's engagement it's it's cultivating relationships that's what Instagram is there for mm-hmm. so again if you're if you're saying oh I'll do five posts a week but I have no time to even when the post goes up I don't even know when they go up because I don't even have time to go on to it then don't do that 
cut back to three posts a week and put in the time to actually engage. And like what I like to do is, I mean, I like to set aside an hour a day to do my engagement and I make sure I'm connecting with people who have taken time to connect with me in the past, commenting on their stuff, you know, taking, making it a real priority to actually cultivate these relationships. It's a huge, huge part. It's the part of, of organic growth on social media. So if you're not doing that at all, even start by five, 10, 15 minutes a day, do it like in such a way you know, create a habit with it is what I always like to say is like, let's say your post is going out at three o'clock today, set, set yourself down at 15 minutes beforehand and just start engaging. And it might feel weird at the start because it often does, but that will pass and you'll get through it and just like, you know, start with the people who you already know, who do comment mm-hmm. on your stuff, who commented or liked your last post. And then you can, you can expand that kind of um, area of, of, of engagement as you go on. But my kind of rule for engagement is if it feels creepy, don't do it. Um, and that seems to to work well enough because a lot of people do. And they always say, oh, I just feel weird commenting on this person's picture. Won't they think I'm a weirdo? And again, that's another reason why Instagram is so great. It doesn't feel that weird because it's all interest based and like mm-hmm. you can comment on things. But if you if you go to somebody who you think is an ideal client and you're like hovering, kind of going, I feel weird. This, this is a photo of them with their boyfriend and then they're in a bikini. I don't think I want to comment on this. Then that feels weird then leave it go to the next profile and like what I'll often do is tap into the common ground I might have with this person so like my brand like people are aware that I'm mad about dogs and all this kind of stuff so I'll often find the latest dog picture that they had and I'll go in and it'll be a genuine oh my god your dog's so cute and it's great having it for you yeah it feels totally normal to do that so that's what you're looking for and like mm-hmm. think about it when you go into like if you walked into a room full of your ideal clients you wouldn't just stand there with your hands behind your back going la 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 I'm not going to talk you would go hey how's it going oh your dog here's my latest social media joke and they all run <laughs> exactly. out of the room they all leave yeah <laughs> they all yeah. leave yeah yeah <laughs> um, but I mean it's like the, the other angle and there maybe if you're not that confident on Instagram is to consider maybe stories um, I think that that's something that uh, you're, it's the next stepping stone say to IGTV and mm. to Reels you know because people can play it safe when you agree Philip sometimes just on doing the posts as in the Instagram feed yeah. but to maybe go to stories as the next mm. stage yeah. Um, when it comes to stories, have you any quick tips, Karen, so businesses can make them better? If that makes sense. Yes. Um, stories. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, that's the place to go to gain confidence, to test mm. stuff out, to connect in. It's it's the place also that you're going to nurture your audience in, into those kind of buying from you and working with you. It's where they're going to yeah. know you, like you, trust you, all that. So it's a really, really valuable place to spend time. But mm. what I see people do sometimes businesses, they'll kind of just like, quickly share a post to the stories and they're like, grand, that's done, you know, box ticked. But it's like, put a little bit more effort into that. Ask mm-hmm. a question, put up the engagement stickers, just use the tools yeah. that we're giving you there. And then you'll start to cultivate more. People will just like, they'll easily tap a yes, no button or slide a scale or more whatever. interactive. Exactly. And you're mm-hmm. going to, that's going to do a lot for your overall engagement as well. So it's a great place to like, just test stuff out, but you mm-hmm. don't have to overdo it. And you see, you know, I see a lot of people doing that, like they're talking all day in their stories. You don't have to do that. That. If you want to do that, absolutely. But you can do whatever you want. You could put up a text, then you could put up a boomerang, then you could put up a video or not or whatever. There's plenty of options again within stories itself for you as wherever you are most comfortable as a content creator to excel and to get your point across and just like keep it active, make it in, and bear in mind, like people are looking at your stories. They want to be entertained and engaged in some way. So don't mm-hmm. just stick to the one type all the time. Like if you are on video, maybe switch it up a bit, maybe be walking or maybe like put up a text and then put on the video and just make it like easy for them to kind of consume in that way. And then another app I actually really love for Instagram stories, especially if you're you're creating stories that you want to keep around as a highlight or something, is an app called Mojo. Um, I don't know if you guys use that. I love it. It's really it's cool. Really, app, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, fun. it's so easy. It's on my phone, but I haven't been using it. Oh. <laughs> Old Emer, <Yeah>. start. <laughs> I will, I will. Actually, talking about highlights. Uh, yeah, it was great to get to the hairdressers. Um, <laughs> I was going to say somebody was, I was doing some Instagram training with a lady and she couldn't get her head around, you know, the, the highlights. And then she said to me, and I just thought this is actually brilliant. She said, is it a bit like a, a filing cabinet? 
And I just thought, oh, that reminds me of the, you know, the fishing rod. Yeah. But yeah. I said, yes, it is. Yeah. You, you file your stories in the filing cabinet. That's it. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a great way to keep stories kind of alive to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, like I think stories has come so far, you know, like like even mm. say the, the the variety of stickers now, like like yeah. one of the new stickers. I think I did a I did a post on this. I think it was last week. Um, and I know it's something that one of your favorite stickers on stories, Karen, was the auto caption. You know, yes. where it's yeah, you know, <laughs> it's brilliant. You know, um, so good, so needed. Yeah, and um. Because I think more and more people, as we've seen, especially on YouTube or any videos, mm. uh, people are watching everything with the sound off. So the ability mm. to allow someone to engage with your story and they can kind of read what you're doing. Um, like one of my clients is a charity and a big kind of thing that was fantastic was the the charity donation sticker mm. on Instagram stories where people oh, yeah. from a story were able to click that sticker and make a donation. Mm. So easy. Um, and I think... For a lot of businesses, even just using things like the countdown sticker or polls, uh, questions yeah. are great. Like, you know, just mm. for interaction, just even to get an idea as to a product launch or mm. pain points. Um, so I think business just need to, I suppose, get in and explore these things, um, etc. Like, I know we've, we've talked a bit about reels um, and like I've done a few reels and uh, I've been amazed by the interactions I've got and the views I've got. I'm amazed what you did. I know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was in the car waiting for my 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 little fella after playing football. Um, Isabel, my daughter, just said to me, "Go on, do one, okay." And uh, it just, and there was no thought or anything to it. But no, I there suppose, wasn't. Did I? <laughs> there wasn't. But I suppose it does. It gives people insight into my personality, probably. Um, but I suppose in your experience, Karen, um, it's fair to say that Instagram is really kind of pushing reels hard now, mm. and that if a business has the confidence uh, and can embrace reels, that it can really help grow a channel. That would be fair to say, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it won't last forever in this way. It's already less than it was, you know, so it's definitely something to not be like, oh, I will do it one day. Like, just give it a go. And I was the same when even when they came out, it's like, oh, God, to learn something else now. <laughs> you know, you do <laughs> Not another thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But it, it is it can be. I think, and I think it was when I had that moment of like, you know what, I'm going to do it my way. And I'm just going to like, you know, it's, I don't, you don't need to do what people are doing in that way and just like, you know, get a sense. What I'll do is like, I'll save a sound and I'll kind of have an idea of like, oh, that would be, you know, it can make, you know, a bit of light joke around something to do with social media and just make it Mm -hmm. relevant again to your audience and something that you know is funny and topical and whatever for them. And then by using that, that trending sound, and like I, I do them in a, you know, funny slash educational kind of way. So I'm still on brand for what I do, but mm. it's tapping into that trend and like businesses, you know, there's so many things you can do with it and just do like binge watch them really. And even look at TikTok and yeah. get ideas from the trends there. Cause that's what it all, it all came from anyway. And you will definitely like, and you, the, maybe the first one won't be great, but just let it go. Keep just at them. If you can do, I would say try and do one a week if you can, and yeah. even up that up to, you know, I know Instagram. Instagram recommends do four four to seven reels a week. It's like right, okay. Are we you have joking me? No. <laughs> like I know no. they're a, they're a big hit in the uh, in the tailoring industry. Perfect. Sorry, that was a really bad joke. Reels. I didn't get tailors. That. So <laughs> sorry, it was they just. Are, <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Go on, wakey, wakey. You have to be up early to keep up oh, with me. <laughs> I, I need coffee. <laughs> um, like one thing I do actually find, Karen, with, with reels though, and this is what I've started to do, I find it easier. I do find the text or the way the text, you can animate the text on reels. Mm-hmm. I do find it, it's a bit glitchy. So what I do now is I might record the reel, um, download it and bring it into something like uh, InShot. Or yeah. then put in the text and it's a much easier transition. That's yeah. And I, I, I'm actually curious, do you have an iPhone or Android? I do have an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I heard Android were glitching more than iPhone. So what I think I like there's, again, we don't have any real information. Everyone's just kind of guessing at this stage, yeah. but that is definitely a solution doing it via InShot. Yeah. But I've also found if you just don't have it in draft for a long time, it's right. 
seems to be okay. So right. I'll try and like do the same. Like I might save the video just as a draft on my phone. And then when I'm going to post it, I'll mm. maybe go in and then actually add the text and post it as I go kind of a thing in that right. way. Okay. So yeah. But again, we don't know why. And people are just like, why is this happening? And sometimes the sound goes echoey and like, yeah. you know, so we just don't, there's, there's a lot happening with them, but you know, hopefully, you know, over the summer we'll get some information as to what's going yeah, on. Yeah, hopefully. Like the views, like who knows what that means. Does that mean that somebody saw it and tapped out of it or did they watch the whole thing or what percentage counts as a view? And we just yeah, don't know. Like, don't so know. What, we, what we do know is they're working and they're happening. So, you know, and it's a great way because it's being pushed out so far. Yeah. Like it's going to be a great way for you to like, again, like we we're saying, content has its different goals. So reels are for growth. Reels yes. are for getting the new followers, for getting yourself out there. So, mm. you know, focus on it in that way. And then you're going to bring new people to your account. And that's why I haven't gone all in like 100% content to reels because mm. I want those new followers to land on my account and then to go through my carousels, which are much more teaching mm. focused, educational posts and kind of go, oh, she actually does know what she's talking about. And yeah, then yeah. be more involved mm. in what I'm doing rather than just be a load of sort of entertainment-y educational stuff so it's it's important I think to mix up the content as well and yeah. you know you don't have to do a reel every single day because you might drive yourself crazy <laughs> absolutely and you get no work done exactly. yeah <laughs> you great dancing <laughs> oh yeah 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 um I was gonna say you know because you're you're you know you're putting out all this content as you were saying and uh hopefully you're getting a lot more followers uh which would make sense um and then you're saying earlier about engaging more but what way is the best way to engage properly with followers and potential followers then, Karen? So there's a couple of ways to do it. You've kind of got, you know, your existing followers that you can engage with the people who you feel are the most active, or you could even go into who's following you and kind of try and wake them up a bit if they haven't been interacting with you and sort of go in and connect with their content and comment and mm-hmm. like and all of that. Or if you're kind of trying to explore outside of your followers, you might go into the location tab when in the search and see, you know, if your business especially is location-based, you might look in the Dublin area or something mm-hmm. and see yeah. who, who you can connect with content-wise there or search and hashtags that they might be using that you could find them under that or you might go to a bigger account that you know is doing what you do and their followers would be your followers too look at their last post and go in and connect with them you know I don't like doing that I don't see a lot of people do the like going to a competitor's post and commenting I don't like doing that I feel like that's a bit mm-hmm. bold <laughs> I like to actually connect with them individually on their own account and go and follow them that way and I would follow people too I think sometimes people are afraid to follow people or they'll, or they'll say, I always get this question of like, yeah, but what if they have a, per, a private account? What am I supposed to do? Just follow them? I'm like, well, yeah, if they feel like a viable connection, why not? Like, you know, it's it's not the end of the world if you follow them. And, then, and it's all like, you know, who you're following, I think it's it needs to be people that you want to connect with. And that can change and that's okay. So if you just, if you connected with somebody two years ago and they don't seem to be active on Instagram anymore and you haven't really connected with them, you can unfollow them. It's okay to do that. Yeah. If yeah. they get annoyed at you, they're just weird. So just exactly. let them at it, you know. A bit so. of account cleanup is always good. Like something yeah. Yeah. that I found has worked really well for me on Instagram and on, on the other social mm. channels is just even a, a simple thank you DM. You know, mm. thanks, thanks for following me. And hope yeah. you enjoy yeah, the content. I agree. I agree. It's amazing about the people that come back and say, "Oh, thanks so much, and thank you for following me." You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, and it's just uh, exactly as you said, Karen. Like social media, what's the first word in social media? Exactly. Social, yeah, <laughs> social. Exactly. You know, um, um, like I suppose. We have about four or five minutes left, Karen. This has been a fantastic whirlwind chat. I can't believe the hour is nearly up. So thank you so much <laughs> for all of that. So yeah, like, uh, we will definitely get you back on because there is, we could have another hour chat. <laughs> um, we've got maybe time for two more questions. Um, so is there anything that you see, any trends happening on Instagram that you're excited about or you'd like to see maybe mm. happening? There is actually one of this, you know, the obvious one to say is real. So I'm not going to say that <laughs> because I can't cover that enough. But the yeah. one I am really interested in is, is guides, Instagram yeah. guides, which I don't think has gotten enough talking about it because it kind of came out in a bit of a sneaky way. It sort of, it, it was about a year ago, I think, and now it was first released more for kind of first responders and people dealing with the pandemic. The mm. idea behind that they could create a guide that would help people answer questions and need to be answered in relation to COVID or whatever. And then they said, you know what, let's just let everyone have this. And it was just a thing that everyone has a lot of people aren't aware they even have it and what it is when you have it is it basically once you create a guide 
it creates another new tab on your Instagram profile, like reels, like IGTV. But it's the first time that we can actually repurpose our own content, which I love because, you know, creating content is, is time consuming enough. Now what you can do is actually take posts you've put maybe up a year or two ago and put them into a little guide. And it does a lot of things for you. It's first of all, it's like putting you up as the expert again of saying, hey, in all these little sub niche categories of my of what I work in, I'm an expert in these things. And here's my little guides to prove it. And like like in my example, like somebody comes onto my account and I'm talking about simplified social media, but they're just like, I'm having such a problem with hashtags. Then I have a little guide on hashtags where I've kind of mm. curated all of my posts and videos relating to hashtags. They can just go and binge watch it mm. and it'll help them out. So not only is it helping them out, they're seeing me as an expert. You know, you can share this as a guide. It's a great way. I actually like to use it in a way that leads me in my content creation now that I kind of ask myself, well, if I was to create five guides that people of my audience would enjoy kind of binge consuming, Mm -hmm. what would that be? And for me, it's like, okay, hashtags, reels, like all these topics. And now I know, well, I want to make sure I can add in more posts to my guide. So I'll definitely do something on hashtags this week on reels and I can add them into my guides. You can update them frequently. You can use them for selling. You can have products in them. You can collaborate with people in them. Mm-hmm. You could have a guide around, you know, you guys could do one on the podcast of all the guests you've had and curate that content into the guide. They'll Very share good. it. You'll expand mm-hmm. the audiences. Is There's so much potential with guides. I'm yeah. just like, why aren't we talking about guides more, you know? And yeah. I think that they will start to push them more as well as we go on because it, you know I, I'm pretty sure I don't know if was it me or somebody told me that they saw it popping up in the feed you know when you see like recommended reels I think we're going to start to see recommended guides in that way oh, as well that's interesting oh. yeah it is actually okay. Not a, I, I thought you were going to say something like audio you know the way like you have Twitter spaces and yeah. house and uh, Facebook are working on their own uh, version as well mm. I'm wondering is Instagram going to have an audio I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I mean, that seems the way it's all going. Yeah. We just hope that suddenly then everything just becomes saturated to a certain extent, you know, because you've got got spaces and then, or sorry, you've got uh, Clubhouse, Twitter spaces, what's Facebook going to do? Unless, I suppose, you have your, I suppose, your diehard fans for each of those individual channels where, yes, I'd love to have you know, yeah. and so I, I think it is eventually it is going to happen, mm. um, yeah. uh, et cetera. So, uh, yeah. I was going to say, Karen, um, this has been a great super chat. Um, will you come back and see us again? I'd love to. It's been a pleasure. I'll improve the joke. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I know it's a really silly question, but if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Oh, I don't know. Twitter? <laughs> um, Instagram? Bebo. <laughs> Bebo, Karen. <laughs> My face. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just scroll the newspaper for me, okay? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Um, my my Instagram handle is at the Simplified Social Media, and my website will soon be that as well. But at the moment, Instagram is the best place to find me. That's where I'm the most active, and right. I would love to see you there. Definitely, yeah. So you, you should go. check out Karen's content on on Instagram. It's uh, it's and let her know that you heard her uh, on the show. Exactly. Yeah, she will uh, definitely engage back with you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> she might even repurpose some of my jokes. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, listen, Karen, it has been fantastic having you with us. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. My pleasure. So all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all the stuff to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.